millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, I speak with Courtney about the birth of her beautiful baby daughter, which was planned in a birth center, but actually ended up being a home birth. So this is a really lovely episode. I'll let her take you through it and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Courtney. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hello. How are you? Nice to to chat. Yeah, it is nice to chat. Are you having a good day so far? Yeah, really good. I've got a sleeping baby, so that's always nice. Uh, Very nice. Awesome. (laughs) Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family? Sure. So we live in Christchurch and there is me and my partner, Benji. Um, We've been together about seven years and we have a little five-month-old baby and her name is Afia. Awesome. Very cool. And what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys? Were you planning on having a baby? Do you want to take us through that? Yeah, sure. So we... Uh, We've been together seven years and we'd done a little bit of traveling and we'd lived overseas and then we got engaged at the beginning of last year. And after that, I kind of thought, right, well, um, why don't we start trying to have a baby? And I think we, we had our engagement party in April and by the middle of May, I we were pregnant, so it was really quick for us. Oh, amazing. Yeah. We yep. were and were you good. on the pill before that or? No, um, I I knew that I wanted to have a baby and I'm not really um, a big advocate for um, horm- like synthetic hormones in the body. And so yeah. I've, I've not been on any contraception um, for about four years just because I thought once I, we were ready for a baby, I wanted there nothing, nothing like that to stand in the way. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So um no no um pill or anything, but we just used the flow app, which was really helpful for monitoring like what like my cycle and all of that kind of thing. So we did that and luckily I I think I was only four weeks when we found out that I was pregnant. So that was really amazing. Yeah, awesome. I use that app as well and I've had no unplanned pregnancies so far either. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I think for some people it definitely does work. Absolutely. I mean, we, we always um, used condoms, so we were very safe because I never wanted yeah. um, for the baby to come when we weren't ready. And I know there's no sure, yeah. perfect time for a baby, but we kind of, um, we had a little bit of a plan. So yeah, the flow app yeah. was really good for us. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you miss a period or you had early symptoms? 
Um, I actually had early symptoms. I wasn't due for my period until the end of the week, like the Friday. And on the Tuesday, I thought, yeah, I'm definitely pregnant. Like I can, I feel different. And so I went, I worked, I did cafe work and I went over across the road to a pharmacy and got some tests and went home and took one. And I, even though I knew I was pregnant, it was such an amazing surprise to see the um, positive results. So I was at home by myself and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, so now I have to tell Benji and he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't home from work yet. So I kind of had a little bit of time to prepare myself and um, when he got home, I'd kind of thought, I'll just set up my phone and I'll record it because I'd love to be able to look back on it. Um, and he usually kind of does a few things with his truck um, when he finishes work. But the, this day he came inside really quickly and I just wasn't prepared and um, yeah. my phone was, um, the memory was full. And so it was like, I had to try and delete photos and things, trying to set it up nicely. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he came and stood right in front of the phone, um, blocking the view. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. so I, um, gave him, I'd taken two tests by this stage and, um, I gave them both to him and he was just kind of like, Oh, Oh, are we having a baby? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we are. And he's like, Oh, cool okay, are you going to cry? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I am. And he's like, that's all right. Give me a hug. Like he was just so excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was really awesome. amazing. Yeah. Very cool. And did you have sort of thoughts on what sort of care you might like? Did you want to go down the midwife pathway or did you think you might like an obstetrician? Had you even thought about it before? I hadn't thought about it before, but, um, I just went on the find my midwife page, um, yeah. and had a look at a couple of people and, um, I found it sounds ridiculous, but a couple of really nice looking girls <laughs> and I yeah. thought, Hey, they, they look cool. So I contacted them and only one got back to me and that was Rebecca Sutherland. Um, and she's at Ototahi Midwives. Um, and I mean, cause I was so early, I didn't only saw her once and decided that we were going to use her. And then it was kind of a long wait, I think 12, 13 weeks before we got to see her again. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just thought that would be the way for me, just having a midwife. Um, and, yeah, she was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, awesome. Yeah. And what was the rest of your pregnancy experience like? Did you have many symptoms, morning sickness or anything like that? So I was very, very lucky. I didn't have any. I was a little bit fatigued in the first trimester, um, and I think I – was sick once and then I had reflux during my pregnancy so from um, second trimester onwards the reflux just got worse and worse and I would be up all night with it um, trying all these yeah. natural remedies um, I was eat, <laughs> eating baking soda toothpaste and sleeping propped up and all these things oh. um, <laughs> it was awful but then I in the end I just t started taking um omeprazole which sorted me out I was like myself again and luckily had just an incredible pregnancy I actually kicked a lot and I just had I just felt good the whole time even up right up until she was born so um I was really really lucky yeah 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 <laughs> awesome and did you have a um a birth plan did you go to antenatal classes or anything like that what sort of um resources did you use before your birth 
So I listened a lot. Um, this was before your podcast came out. I was an avid um, Australian birth stories listener. Oh, me too. <laughs> yes. Love Australian birth stories. So good. So I would listen um, on my way to work every day. I'd listen to a podcast and on my way home. Um, so we did um, Optimum, which is an antenatal class. Um, they start, they do an early course when you're about 15 weeks and that's only four hours. You just um, go in and they talk all about um, your pregnancy, which was really helpful. And then we did um, birth skills, which I think I did that in December. So I was quite far along by then. And that's a full day, quite intensive, but just kind of preparing you for birth. And then I also did um, Mumbod, which was a yoga it was a yoga course. And it was amazing because it was part meditation part information about your body and how everything kind of changes yeah she's incredible and then you did yoga to kind of stretch out all the niggles that you might have during your pregnancy like um, I know some of us had crampy feet and sore backs and all that kind of thing so that was incredible um cool and were you doing the yoga the whole time or just towards the end of your pregnancy I did um I, I didn't do as much as I would have liked to um but I did do I would probably do it maybe once a fortnight after yeah. the course finished. Yeah. And I walked a lot. Yeah, awesome. Um, and because yeah, I did cool. cafe work, I was on my feet all day, every day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And did you think that you wanted to give birth in a birth center or in hospital or what were your thoughts there? Um, so I was going to, my, my plan was to go to St. George's Hospital, which um, is just a primary birthing unit. Um, I wanted My plan was not to have a plan because, as you know from listening to all these podcasts, every woman is different and every situation is different. So you cannot really plan what you're going to do, what's going to happen. And if you do, then you're going to be disappointed. So um, (laughs) my plan was, like, loosely, I wanted to go to St. George's and um, birth naturally. If if I had to go to Christchurch Women's, it was a ten minute ambulance ride or drive down the road. So um, that was kind of my loose plan. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And did you end up going into labour spontaneously? Do you want to take us through that and then to your birth story? Absolutely. So I on the Monday it was like end of January, so it was very very hot. Um, a friend of mine um, who was also pregnant came over and we sat in the pool, the paddling pool out the back. Um, for the whole day. And I was saying to her, like, I, I just don't feel, um, I think I was, I would have been 39 and four. Um, and I said, I just don't feel, um, like she's coming anytime soon, but I'm not too stressed. I'll just, um, be patient. You know, this is the only time that it's just going to be me by like forever, you know, um, then the baby will be here and, um, my whole life will change. So I wasn't in a hurry. Um, I wasn't feeling impatient. And the next day I went and had lunch with a friend and then I came home and a friend was, had just come back from um, America. So we sat and caught up and she showed me photos and all that kind of thing. And I started getting cramps, um, but they weren't intense and I didn't feel any different. And I thought, okay, maybe, maybe this is um, Braxton Hicks. Like I just didn't really know what to expect. Um, And this would have been about 5 p.m. And then we were meant to be going to a friend's for dinner. And I said to Benji, okay, we'll go for dinner. Um, I don't really want to talk about it because if it's nothing, I don't want to, you know, give myself any false um, hope and I don't want to get too excited only to be disappointed. So we went to dinner 
and I started getting a really upset stomach about eight o'clock. So um, needing to go to the toilet and I did, I went about three times and um, I'd heard that, you know, often that can be your body kind of preparing for labor. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, again, I didn't know what to expect. So I was just, um, it wasn't like I was in denial. I just thought, don't, don't jump the gun really. And so um, I said, okay, hey, we better go home. And so we left and um, my midwife had said to me, make sure that your partner has snacks because um, if you go into labor and, and it's like a long night, um, he'll get hungry. And um, I was like, yeah, okay, that sounds reasonable. And Benji's a diabetic, so he definitely needed the snacks. So we yeah. um, we live across the road from a new world, luckily. And um, we stopped there on our way home and I said, just go and get yourself some snacks. And I think this might be it. And he was like, okay. And he went in and when he came back out, I was pacing around the car. Um, <laughs> my contractions had started to intensify and um, we got home. So this would have been like, yeah, 20 to 10. Um, and we came inside and Benji's uncle was actually staying with us at the time. And um, he was in the kitchen. And if you shut the kitchen door, then kind of our part of the house is all on one side and his bedroom's on the other. Um, and so I had turned the aircon down to 18 degrees and I had the salt lamp going and I had a shark mat, a Swiss ball and a hot water bottle. And I kind of, um, started timing my contractions thinking, I don't think this is going to be it, but let's just be on the safe side. Um, and it would have been about 11 o'clock. So they were steady, but not too painful like I could just stand on the Swiss ball um I mean on the Shakti mat sorry um to defer the pain and if I walked through them that kind of helped it wasn't too bad but um it would have been yeah about 11 o'clock the app told us to go to the hospital that we'd been timing our contractions on and I thought well no like I'm not in that much pain um (laughs) I don't think this is right so I said hey just call Beck and get her to come check me Hopefully I'm not wasting her time. I was really conscious of like, it's 11 at night. Like I don't want to waste her time. She's so busy, you know, cause midwives are so incredible and you don't yeah. really, you don't really understand it until they look after you, like what their <laughs> job really entails. And so I just was really conscious of that. Um, and then she arrived about 12 o'clock and she checked me and she was like, Hey, Court, you're doing great. You're two centimeters dilated. Um, and I was, up until then, I'd still been thinking, I'm just wasting her time. Um, so it was really nice to know that, yes, I actually was in labor. Um, <laughs> and when when she checked me, she actually did a little stretch and sweep while she was there. And looking back on it, I definitely felt an instant change after. But um, she said, hey, look, you're, too ha- you're quite happy. And um, I, like, I don't think the baby's coming anytime soon. So I'll come back at seven in the morning if I haven't heard from you by then. And I was like, yep, that's great. That was about 1230. I said, yeah, see you then. And then immediately after she left, everything changed. I um, had a bit of a show and then um, my body started pushing for me. Um, (laughs) So I was in and out of the shower. I had the shower head on my back and the hot water bottle on my back and then 
up until then I'd been really nice to Benji <laughs> and I had been like, <laughs> I was like, you know, um, he was helping me through everything. But when I transitioned, I said to him, Hey, like maybe you need to go and have a nap because you can't do anything to help me. Um, and like poor Benji's lying on the couch with his eyes shut, listening to me, like mooing thinking I can't <laughs> sleep. Like yeah. what is she thinking? Um, and so, uh, it would have been about, one thirty, I was in like I was fully mooing, like I was pushing. My body was just I couldn't do anything to stop it, and I was really worried that I was doing some damage because I thought I'm only two centimeters an hour ago. So you te- like the way that Beck had explained yeah. it, you dilate a centimeter an hour. So if I'm only three centimeters, then um, I could be doing a lot of damage. So um, we got her to come back. And so she arrived back at our place just before two in the morning. And um, I lay down on the bed for her to check me. And she said, hey, Court, how do you feel about a home birth? Um, <laughs> but, and I was, because when I met her, like they are big advocates at Otatahi for home births. And yeah. I loved the sound of it, but I just thought for my first child, I wasn't um, confident in myself um, to do it. So when she said that, I kind of was like, no, Beck, like, I don't want to be that girl. And she said, well, um, you're either going to have this baby on your bed or in the car because you're not going to make it to St. George's. And I was like, oh, no, we just bought that car. Like, we can't have the baby in the car. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so she was like, right, um, Benji. And so he kind of sprung into action. Um, he was really worried that he was going to faint um, because he's like, he is a little bit of a fainter. So. Um, yeah. He kind of had jobs to do, which helped him a lot. He went and got everything out of the car. Um, as you probably know, like midwives carry everything that primary birth units have um, in their car with them. So it was amazing. They put these big pads down on the bed. They put every towel in the house down. And um, I lay down on the bed. I, well, I had stayed lying on the bed because um, that's how she checked me. Um, and... I was having quite intense contractions and I felt this really intense contraction. Um, and I just pretty much everything that I had learned from, um, every book that I had read and, um, like the antenatal classes and everything went out the window. Um, (laughs) once those contractions got intense, I kind of forgot everything, but for some reason I remembered the breathing in that particular contraction. And as I was breathing out, my vagina was widening around Afia's head and I could feel that happening. And I just was in absolute awe like of what our bodies can do. And Benji had been watching me at the time and his eyes just widened and he was like, you deserve a holiday. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because he knows I love a holiday. Um, And so that was incredible. Like that was when, um, when you get that really stingy feeling, like I could feel that, but it was so great because I'd obviously um, l- like learned or remembered about the importance of your breath. Um, yeah. So then she said, look, you can feel her here now. So I went, reached down and touched her here, um, had another really big contraction and um, her head was out at the end of that. So I gave it a really good push. And then she did this, that turn and, you know, like nothing really prepares you for that sensation. (laughs) It was very bizarre. Um, So she did her wee turn and I said, what was that? And they were like, oh, she turned and she's really cute. And I'm like, okay, great. So then last contraction, I pushed her out, um, the rest of her out. And 
she was up on my chest. Um, yeah, it was, it feels like, um, it all happened so quick and she was born at 2.24 a.m. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So fast. So fast. So Beck had arrived at two and she was born by 2.24 and the backup midwife who had, had just arrived while, when your kid was out. So there was no time for gas or anything. Um, not that I felt like I needed it in hindsight, probably at the time I would have been like, give it to me. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. Amazing. And did you know that you were having a girl? Yes. Yep. So we found out um, purely because I'm too impatient. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> it, yeah. I just think like um, there's only so much white and gray I could buy before I got a bit bored with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also like, um, decorating the nursery and all of that I just really wanted to know um yeah 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 awesome and did you have any tearing or anything like that throughout your birth no I was so lucky I just had a graze um so that didn't require any stitches or any of that um which is amazing considering how quickly she came um yeah yeah yeah, I was very lucky very cool. And did you need the um, injection to birth the placenta or did that come naturally? Yes. So uh, when the fear came out, um, she was actually only six pound exactly. Um, and I was 39 and five. So she was very small yeah. for her age, um, her gestational age. And so they were quite worried about that. Um, and I was going to be taken into Christchurch Women's. Um, they weren't worried enough to rush me there immediately, but I did need um, the injection to um, hurry the placenta along just because they wanted to get her into hospital. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they did that, and I actually found that more uncomfortable than, like, say, the last contraction to birth the rest of Affair's body. Um, yeah, so that wasn't very nice, but it was completely necessary. Um, yeah. And then we... Uh, pretty much dressed her and bundled her in the car and off we went to Christchurch Women's Hospital. Yeah, and once you got there, was everything okay? They obviously checked her over. Did you have to stay there for long? Yeah, so um, it's incredible at Christchurch Women's Hospital. They have a donor milk um, service there. So um, Awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, If I had more milk, I would definitely – want to give it to them because so what happens is when a baby is either prem or really little I think it's under the threshold of um 2600 grams um yeah they are given donor milk because they don't want them to lose too much of their birth weight um so we were actually in there for four days and we were on a bit of a schedule so I was hand expressing breastfeeding pumping and feeding her pasteurized donor milk um every three hours oh wow yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was but um yeah so as soon as we got to hospital um they kind of checked her out and she was great and they um they admitted us and we had our own room and um yeah we kind of just settled into that routine of um doing that every three hours and we ended up um luckily we were allowed to leave by the third day because she'd only lost 2% of her birth weight, which was really amazing. Usually I think yeah. they lose 10%. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we, I was a bit nervous to go home just thinking, you know, we had the um, the pump and everything, kind of we had midwives on hand. We had all of that help, um, which I was really thankful for. And we got home and 
kind of settled into a bit of a routine and affair actually did feed really well at home. But I think it must have been, I just looked at her book this morning. It was about the um, second week. She had only gained 20 grams in a week. And because she was so small and she was, you know, newborn babies are so active, you know, they're always moving their arms and things when they're awake. They burn up so much energy. She was um, actually... She was just sucking for comfort, but she was um, using way too much energy, and so she wasn't putting on that much weight. So that was really upsetting. Um, you know, I think that you are like if you read a lot and you listen to a lot of podcasts, then you're well aware that breastfeeding is going to be a shock and it's going to be hard. Yeah. But uh, I was blown away by you know I, I thought. I was doing everything right. You know, I was feeding her. I was eating a lot. I was drinking a lot, all of that. And still my supply had dropped and she was not feeding that much and she was not gaining. So I had to, I bought lactation cookies, lactation tea. I had the smoothie Mm -hmm. blend. Um, I was pumping and topping her up with my breast milk after every single feed. So, you know, it was a a bit uh, of a labor of love, but it was definitely worth it. We used the Hucker Pump every single feed, which was amazing. Um, and she finally turned a bit of a corner and she started gaining. I think she gained like 300 grams in a week, one week. Like she was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that was, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And was she measuring small? Did you have any growth scans or anything like that before you went into labor or you didn't have any? So, um, I would have loved to have had a growth scan towards the end, but Beck said, you know, I actually don't have an excuse for you to get one. Like you're doing really well. You're healthy. Sure, yeah. You're having um, a really great low risk pregnancy. So there's no need for one. Um, and I remember at one of my last checks, she kind of like felt my stomach and she said, look, it just feels like a nice normal sized baby, not too big, not too small. So when she came out, Beck yeah. was really surprised. Like, wow, I wasn't expecting this tiny wee thing. Um, (laughs) but it was because, um, my placenta had stopped working. Um, it had stopped delivering nutrients to her. And I think perhaps that's why she was so small. Um, she was also really, um, really wrinkly and dry. And I think that was all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. And did you continue on with breastfeeding? What was that journey like for you? Breastfeeding has been incredible for me. I feel very, very lucky to, I'm, well, she's five months tomorrow and we're still feeding exclusively. Um, it was hard that, that only that week that I was saying, you know, she dropped, um, yeah. she only gained 20 grams, but, um, otherwise, yeah, we were lucky. We didn't, I haven't had any mastitis. I haven't had split or bleeding nipples. I haven't, yeah, I haven't had any of that, but I do still, notice a drop in supply every now and then and so I take fenugreek tablets um if I need them because yeah. they're really really good for that yeah yeah awesome and how did you find your physical recovery from birth uh, it's been really great um I did my greys opened up which is, sounds so strange but I would um breastfeed cross-legged and I think just having my legs apart opened up the greys and so it was a little bit uncomfortable but um it's all healed up now and um I actually bounced up out of bed when I had her and put my clothes on and my midwife was like what the heck what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't have a wheelchair and going into hospital like I just um 
felt really great. Like I just, from the moment I was pregnant, I just thought I'm going to have a positive birth experience. Um, it's nothing to be scared of. And, um, women do this every day. So I kind of tried to just focus on that daily, my whole pregnancy. And then once I had her, I just, I think that that positive thinking really helped me, um, with my recovery. Yeah. Awesome. And what about your emotional sort of recovery and journey with um, adjusting to life with a newborn? And did you experience any of the sort of baby blues that um, we often talk about? That's that's really funny because I it, it was the middle of summer and it was really hot. And um, our house, at, our bedroom gets a lot of um, afternoon sun. So it was really warm. And I had messaged my cousin who had just had a baby a few weeks before me. And I said, what are you putting Alaska in tonight to wear? because I'm just so like, I don't want to put too many things on her and she's too hot and I don't want her to be cold. And she was like, I'm just going to put her in this. Like whatever you put her in, will be fine. Just check her when you mm-hmm. feed her. And then I just remember sitting on the edge of my bed, looking at the bassinet crying. And yeah. <laughs> Benji walked in and he said, what's wrong? I said, I just love her so much. And he's like, that's <laughs> not a bad thing, Courtney. That's not bad. And I said, I know it's not. I'm, I'm just so happy and I just love her. And I think that was my baby blues, you know, like that was all that I had. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I was just so overwhelmed, um, with love and she was just so amazing. You know, she was so small and I just remember being just saying, she's so small, but she's doing big girl things, you know, like she's doing everything <laughs> she's meant to do. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, that was probably the only thing I had. And I, um, I know that a lot of women say that it's a bit of a lonely place with a newborn at home, but I've had, the most incredible friends and family, just um, like my community is incredible. Um, she's five months old and the visits still haven't stopped, you know, like we get people <laughs> yeah. every week, like family coming from all over the country and from Australia and um, all my friends. And I'm lucky enough to have a lot of friends that don't have nine to five Monday to Friday jobs. So my weekdays are full and I have some amazing friends who had babies around the same time as me. So we kind of were up in the night messaging each other and trying to help each other out. So um, I haven't really uh, experienced any of the negative things that people kind of say can come with having a newborn. I've been really lucky. Yeah. Amazing. That's so great to hear. Awesome. And you're obviously still breastfeeding. So have you got your period back or not yet? No, I haven't. Not yet. Um, I'm wondering when that's going to happen actually. Yeah, no. I wonder if it'll wait until you until you stop breastfeeding, or if it will come a bit earlier. Yeah, it's very um, yeah, because I and I'm a bit nervous because I use a menstrual cup, so um, it's just a bit daunting, kind of um, yeah. go, going near the area again, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And do you think that you'll plan on having another baby in the future, or you'll just take it as it comes? So uh, we're getting married in March and um, we'll probably look to um, try for another baby at the end of next year. Um, yeah. And with that, we will 100% have a home birth. Um, I just felt like it was just such a beautiful experience and to be able to do it at yeah. home and be comfortable. Um, I totally understand mothers who don't want to have one for their first child, like I was the same. but. Um, it's absolutely amazing. Like just, yeah, I would definitely recommend it to anyone that's kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. 
Oh, incredible. I'm so glad that you had such a nice experience and it's always great to be able to share those experiences with others. So in yeah. case they're considering it, it's a nice story to hear. Absolutely. I think it's really important to know that um, birth is incredible. It's natural and um, we're all made to do it. And um, you can have a positive birth experience. It all kind of starts with you and your attitude towards it, really. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story, Courtney. I think it's lovely and hopefully our listeners will get a lot out of it too. So thank you. That's You're so welcome. And thank you for having me. I actually remember um, lying in bed once I'd had her and I was on such a high that I emailed you being like, please let me share my story. Like it was so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really cool to be able to come on here. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you.